0: Don't wait. Visit sono dot slash save. Sonobello. dot slash save. Sonobello. dot slash save.
1: All hit radio. Welcome to the
2: X Zone. A place where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
1: <clears throat> I saw her sitting in the rain Raindrops falling on her
2: She didn't seem to care She sat there and smiled at me And welcome back to the X-Zone, our final segment for tonight. And uh, first of all, I'd like uh, to thank each and every one of you listening tonight for making this show possible. This is our 32nd year of the X-Zone. Wow. wow. And you, members of the X-Zone Nation, have made this all possible. But it could not be possible without the wonderful guests who take time out of their busy schedules to come on this show and to share with you knowledge knowledge insight and inspiration. So to all my guests, many who have turned into friends, and all our listeners around the world, thank you so much from everyone here at the Exxon Nation. Speaking about good friends, this hour our guest is Colum Holland, and um, he is the publisher of The Alchemist by Paulo Kolho. I don't know if I said that right and founder of the School of Alchemy Transformation. And Colum, welcome to the show, my friend.
3: Rob, it's great to be back back with you again. I think it's about a year since we last spoke.
2: Yes, sir. And and how have you been? How did you and uh, your family fare with COVID?
3: Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm really good. I, I, yes, we, we got through it like everybody else. Uh, my heart goes out to everyone who has family with young children and elderly parents and uh, juggling life and uh, sheltering people. Uh, yeah, we got through it. Thank you. And um, we, for many people, actually, that I know and I've been in contact with, it was quite a transformational time.
2: It sure was, yeah. Um,
3: yeah, and I know for you personally, uh, from from your story recently, uh, how you know how majorly transformation it was. But for those of us who maybe just live such busy lives and are preoccupied with all the demands, you know, really important demands of the day, to actually be forced to just be alone for a while and to sit with our own thoughts can be actually quite useful. Um, but our condolences go to everyone who lost loved ones. That is a particularly hard thing, and we would not wish that on anybody. But we got
2: through. Thank you. We got we got through. And Colm, I, I, I apologize for uh, the uh, the annunciation of the author of The Alchemist. And could you <laughs> Don't
3: please worry. Could you please It's uh, Paulo Coelho. It's Portuguese, it's a Portuguese name. Um, he is really well known around the world, so people will forgive you. Don't don't worry, And different people pronounce it. Um, <laughs> in English, it means um, Paul White. <laughs>
2: if that oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How did you come to publish The uh, the Alchemist? Yeah, great, great question. So I,
3: um, oh, 30 years ago, gosh. Wow. T- not as long as you've been podcasting, though, that's for sure. Um But, yeah, 30 years ago, I um, was working in a publishing house, HarperCollins Publishers in Sydney, and um, uh, the manuscript for this book, The Alchemist, fell on my desk, and I had to decide how many copies we would sell in Australia, and um, I read it, and I just, it was one of those eureka moments. Really? Uh, And I'm going to talk a bit about omens and and about following omens, but... Reading that book and taking it home that weekend was an omen. It, I, I just had this intuitive sense that I should do it. It's now um, one of the, it's probably the third best selling book of any living author in the world. Oh my gosh! There's only two other authors. I mean, most people have heard of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone sure. by J.K. Rowling and The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Well, the third best selling book is The Alchemist. By Paulo Coelho. I'm just, I'm just betting, Rob, that there's hundreds of your listeners who are going to go. Yeah, I know that book. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, The Alchemist. Wow. That. Yeah, that's really made a shift in my life. I. I yeah, I must. I must find a copy of it again and read it. That's the usual reaction I get. There's plenty of people that read it years ago, but why? Why would a book called The Alchemist, which is a novel by the way, it's not a it's not a self help book by any means, it's a novel. Why would that book sell almost a hundred million copies? You know, um, we estimate that it, if, if if every one of those people has lent the book to somebody else, then that's that's over two hundred million people globally in seventy different languages have read this book. And it all goes back to my backyard on that day in Australia when I read that that story and I just decided that this book was going to be a global bestseller. And it was something about the omens that led me to read the book, the the topic of omens and synchronicity and coincidences and and why they happen. And why we should pay attention to them and how they can help us in our own personal life uh, in terms of our inner transformation, our inner growth towards well-being. So, yeah, that was my initiation into uh, this book, The the Alchemist. And I've actually written about it uh, last year when you and I spoke, We I just published uh, my book, which is The Secret of The Alchemist um, by me, Colm Holland, and it's available on on Amazon or Audible, Kindle, book, whatever. Um, And um, I explained there the impact, the incredible impact that the original book The Alchemist had on me personally. Um, and how it came to me at a, a particular moment in my life. it was what I, I call my alchemy moment, if you like to take to coin the phrase from the book when my life was was literally transformed as I began to delve and in, immerse myself in the whole world of what I now call um, alchemy transformation.
2: Do you think everyone has the ability to, to follow the omens, but they just for some reason don't get it. And if there is a way that they can get it, what would it be?
3: Yeah, great. That's Rob, that's uh, that's a hundred million dollar question. Um, why do some people see the omens, recognize them? So, what is an omen? Let's just quickly okay. explain what an omen is. Let me give you an example. When I made the decision to write my book, *The Secret of the Alchemist*, um, it was just something that was brewing in my mind. I was sort of making the commitment to do. It. I knew how much work mm-hmm. there was going to be involved. Um, in fact, it turned out to be three years' work for wow. me. Um, and I, I guess you know, many people are saying that how much they love my book, and and I said, well, you know, I put my heart and soul in that, but the decision to put my heart and soul into it and expose my vulnerability and expose my life for other people to be able to identify in their own journeys with my journey of of transformation. Um, I just didn't even uh, didn't say, okay, give me an omen." I didn't sort of turn to the universe or turn to my heart and say, okay, I need a sign here. I just kind of was sitting with it. Should I do this? And that's, One of the beginnings of how we can instigate omens in our life is when we sit with a thought, we sit with an intention and we say to ourselves, is this the right direction for me to be going? Should I do this? Should I I carry on as I am or should I make a change in my life? When we do that, there's this amazing phenomenon that takes place in my experience is that the universe... For want of a better phrase, or spirit, or um, our own energy, the the collective unconscious hears our intent. It listens to the decision making that hmm. we're trying to make, and if it's important, and if it's something that's going to benefit us and is going to bring us the well being that we're looking for, then according to the, the the story of the archivist, all of the universe will conspire that will conspire to help make that happen. And it will do it by giving you evidence. So I decided, I'm, should I write this book? Shall I make this decision? The next day I took my grandson to a bookshop, uh, secondhand bookshop, and we were buying some children's books. And I just said to the bookshop owner, oh, you wouldn't happen to have a copy of The Alchemist. I mean, this is years and years after the book was published. You wouldn't happen to have a copy of The Alchemist, would you by any chance? He said, Oh, you're not going to believe this, she said. But somebody brought a secondhand copy in just yesterday. In fact, look, here it is just underneath my counter here. I haven't even had the chance to put it on the shelf yet. And I said, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. So I bought that and I took it home. And I thought, okay, omen number one. She had a copy that somebody brought in. The next day I got on a flight. I got up out of my seat, turned around as the plane landed. And guess what? I can hear everybody's already saying it. There was a lady right behind me. What was she doing?
2: Reading the Reading
3: The Alchemist. 25 years after it was published, I got to my hotel where I was going, and I booked in, and I went to my room, and I came down to go to the restaurant, and I sat there in the restaurant (laughs) next day, and I looked across at the table opposite me, And guess what the man was reading while he was eating? The Alchemist. (laughs) So, this stuff happens. So, why did that happen to me? And, And to answer your question, why does it happen to some and not to others? It happens to us when we open ourselves to the power of love in the universe, which wants us to grow. Wants us to be whole. Wants us to move into a place of wellness, and knows the state that we're in right now. All right, Colm, I hate
2: to do this, but I've got to take my break. Exo Nation, and yep. I return on the other side of this break. Fascinating topic, fascinating guest. Don't go away.
1: Oh, I don't know just why. She simply
2: And welcome back, everyone. Colm Holland is our special guest this hour. And his website is com. So let me see. You were in the hotel. You went out for breakfast. And lo and behold, there's another person reading The Alchemist. Yeah,
3: three people reading The Alchemist in the space of two days and me finding it in the bookshop and what was the question? Let me just remind everybody I was asking a question in my mind in my heart. Mm-hmm. Should I give the best part of my life going forward in the next few years to write this book about my experience with the al- the original book The Alchemist by Paolo Kahlo Should I write my book The Secret of the Alchemist? Um, is this something that the universe that and the, this is is this my destiny? is this the direction that i should be taking my life i'm in control i'm the one making the decision but does is this going to benefit me and is it going to benefit the universe when we ask those kind of questions it's my experience and those many of the students that are members of my school as well tell me day in day out that the universe just gives us an omen. Let me, let me just give you one other example. Um, a friend a friend of mine who's become a friend of mine now, members who joined the school quite recently, um, she said she was in the process of saying, well, should I join the school? Should I join Collins School or not? Is this the right thing? You know, I'm a busy person. She's a, a very professional medical person, um, very busy with, with patients and so on, but mm-hmm. just felt that maybe this was something she should do. And she was driving home, and in England, where she lives, um, everybody normally just has a normal registration plate on their car. In other words, it's just a bunch of random numbers. Um, very occasionally, people spend a lot of money. You have to buy, you know, to buy a number plate to put your name on it. And um, so you've got to have quite a bit of money to do this. So it's rare; it's not common to see, like in the states, sometimes you know everybody's got a personal number yes. plate. Hmm. and she was driving home. And she was asking this question in her mind at the time she was driving home and she stopped at a stoplight. She looked at the car in front and it said, Paolo. Wow. Paolo. (laughs) And she just, she laughed. She just, she she almost had to put, she had a pullover (laughs) because she was laughing so loudly to herself. And she called me or or texted me on, on her phone at the time. And she said, sign me up. (laughs) She said, it doesn't get much better than that. If I needed, you know, and, and it's been great and it was the right decision for her. But so those people who say, what are you guys talking about? I've never, I've never seen anything like this or maybe, yeah, you know, there was that one thing that happened to me once and I just kind of shrugged it off. Didn't, didn't put any meaning on it. Um, my my um, uh, sort of encouragement to everybody listening who would love to begin to experience sort of the supernatural power of omens, it's then the first step is to put your intent towards your own well-being and think about your life. Think about the direction your life is going in. Think about, is this really what I want or could I have something better? The moment you begin to do that, love, and I call it unconditional love, by the way, the energy, the force in the universe that does all this for us, is listening to you and is almost waiting for you to come to that decision. The moment you make that decision, then omens or synchronicities, coincidences, um, strange out of the ordinary events will begin to happen. But the interesting thing about those events is they will have direct meaning for you personally in your journey and, and progress. So if you haven't experienced it yet, give it a try that's my recommendation and just see what happens the magic will begin
2: to unfold colm tell us about your online school great
3: question thank you um yeah the school is uh, the result of um my study of the novel by Paolo Coelho, The Alchemist. And what I realized in that book is that his life and the, the reason he wrote that story is that he had discovered the power of ancient alchemy. And for those of you who've got no idea what that is, which was like me when I first began to be introduced to this subject and I went off and started doing the study on my own, what I discovered is for centuries... For millennia, certain men and women have discovered a, a power uh, and a process which enables us to not necessarily, as some of us might think of alchemists, just turn solid lead, you know, the real metal into gold, which is what they're sort of mythologically famous for, um what, what we've discovered and, and what Paolo discovered and, and several other people, and I'll talk about them in a moment, is that what the alchemists were really doing is doing exactly what many of us are doing today, is they were going through a state of personal inner transformation. Ah. And the alchemy is just a metaphor for that. But they'd mastered the process. They would found that there was some specific steps that you could take in your well-being journey, which they then coined the phrase, this is alchemy, um, that if we follow those steps, we can almost put our personal transformation on steroids, if you like. So the School of Alchemy Transformation is me revealing to my students um, what these steps are, how they can benefit your personal journey and how they can, if you like, rev it up um, rather than just going through life with one one episode and then another episode and just thinking, oh, life is just one big struggle. Um, I wish I could I could you know, boost myself somehow through this. Then what the alchemists discovered is there is a way to move things on quickly so that we don't have to wait till we pass on in this life, we can actually begin to see the benefits of our own transformation here and now. So that was what got me really excited and why I thought I really need to write this book and I really need to start this school because I wanna share this with other people because this has been the reality of my life.
2: So what kind of changes have students seen in their lives once they complete your course? Yeah, so
3: not everybody, but a vast majority of the students have come to the course for one simple reason, one reason alone, is that they've been on a personal journey of transformation. They've made the commitment to to pursue well-being, but every now and again. Uh, Particularly in middle age, no offence to middle age people, (laughs) I'm well beyond that, guys, so don't worry. Um, But particularly in middle age, there is a a very common occurrence to hit some kind of block, just some kind of wall Mm -hmm. internally, some kind of uh, road bump that seems at, at the point that it becomes a bit of a crisis that we just can't get over. We can't get around it. And in some cases, we don't even know what it is. We've tried this therapy. We've done that course. We've read these books, hundreds of books. We've followed this teacher. We've done that. I've done, me too, you know, I've, I've done all of those things. And yet, it doesn't matter whatever I try. And the more I try, the worse it kind of seems to be. There's just that one block. Well, one of the secrets of alchemy is that love unconditional love when we follow the steps of alchemy will reveal what that block is amazing incredible shifts in people's lives and the the context of the school is really to just create a safe environment which it is it's all confidential it's one on one it's an online course nobody is exposing their vulnerability in any way but it's a place where we can bring our inner vulnerability to be met and for the the work to begin in our relationship to unconditional love so that's really what the school is all about it's not an academic course I mean right. there is some reading to do, but it, it's more about moving the inner the inner block and getting around that and moving on in your life
2: So when we talk about unconditional love and I've got about a minute here how, how could we best identify it when we actually see it?
3: There is a force there is a power. There is a spirit, there is an energy in the universe. And I, we all acknowledge it. Many of us acknowledge it in different ways. But I just decided that it had a character. It had a personality. It doesn't have to be a deity necessarily. I'm, I'm not going to call, give it a name in that regard. But I just wanted to identify its character. So I've identified that force and energy as the power of unconditional love, which means we are completely and utterly accepted by love, just as we are. And if we can appropriate that love by ourselves, for ourselves, mm-hmm. that's when the transformational work can begin.
2: Colm, I've got to take my news break at the bottom of the hour, please stand by. Exonation. if you'd like to find out more about Colm, uh, visit his website, schoolofalchemytransformation.com. Too good to be true? I don't think so. I believe that you have the ability to change But in order to change, you have to know what the issues are. You can't change something that you are totally unaware of that actually exists, right? We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
0: don't wait visit sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save I uh, want one-
2: Welcome back, everyone. Our guest this hour is Colm Holland, and his website is school of Transfer, I'm sorry, school of Colm, do you see that people are understanding that alchemy is more of the change of the inside instead of the metallic uh, changing from lead to gold that we've seen so many times in fairy tales? Yeah, that's okay,
3: Rob. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's some great movies, there's some great books are based around it. I mean, Harry Potter is yeah. is full of um, alchemy references, for example, and it's probably one of the best-selling books. And and you know, teenagers, there's got to be a lot of your listeners, you know, who who are huge fans of that. Um, there is a there is a connection which we should acknowledge, which is the the connection between the inner work that our uh, psyche and our emotions want to follow and the metaphorical uh, mythological um, uh, patterns and procedures that appear usually in books and films and so on, and and we're really mesmerised by these. And, and we, be, we, you know, it's easy to get taken up by the metaphor, by the myth. Um, Star Wars is you know going back many years now. Of course, Star Wars was a, was a classic example of a of the whole principle of the hero's journey, for example. Um, with uh, Luke Skywalker being the hero of that and, and Harry Potter the hero of, uh, of the, the Potter books. But what all of these things are trying to re- represent and they're like mirrors to us is that we too are the hero. We too are the person on the journey and it's an inner journey Sometimes it has an outward manifestations, yes, sometimes we make decisions to go on literal journeys, uh, you know, with a spiritual with a spiritual angle to them and and retreats and other things when that's all fine. But ultimately, What the alchemists discovered um, in their inner inner journey of of what they call transmutation, we call it transformation now, And, and what I've discovered is that our souls, our inner beings themselves, want us to progress, want us to become whole, and we have a choice. We can either encourage that, if you like, as adults, we can encourage it and become part of it and be and be an active participant in it, or we can just ignore it. But it's my belief that we ignore it at our peril. That's a really dangerous thing to do in your life because if you one, if you ignore it for too long, then you may just completely bury it. And burying that desire to progress and to move on to well-being and to, and to live a more fulfilled life and, and to discover empowerment, personal empowerment, where you're not being swayed this way and that way by other forces, but you're in control of your life. Um, ignoring all of that is, is a real peril. And somewhere in our psyche, in our soul, that has to get buried somewhere. And the problem with that, I've discovered, is the more we bury it, the more powerful its influence becomes. And it has this really nasty and unwanted habit of breaking out of wherever it is that we have buried it in our psyche and breaking into our everyday life, usually in unwelcome and unwanted ways, ways that hurt us. Ways that hurt the people that we love the most around us can hurt our careers, can hurt our health, can hurt our mental well being. You know, this is dangerous stuff when we make this decision to, to bury the feelings and to bury this desire to move on. So, what the alchemists discovered is that rather than do that, why don't we? Find a way to, to make friends with that part of ourselves that we've buried away. Why don't we find a way to begin to put, bring love, which means acceptance, lack of judgment, no condemnation, mm-hmm. just bringing love which fully accepts us as we are into those places of our lives to bring in the light to shine a light into those dark spots, show us who we really are, but then help us accept who we really are. And so the power of unconditional love combined, in my experience, with the processes and steps of, of alchemy are truly transformational and safe and reassuring as a process as well. There's nothing scary, folks, in this at all. This is probably one of the most compassionate and loving ways of treating ourselves
2: and moving forward. What's it like being the headmaster of your own school?
3: <laughs> the headmaster. No, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the naughty pupil who's been sent out of <laughs> class and has to <laughs> go and stand outside. Um, it's not that kind of school, obviously. I mean, we 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 end up being we're a bunch of friends, and we're all over the world. We've got students in Australia, wow. in um, South Africa, all over Europe, all over the U.S., Canada. I mean, we're we're everywhere. It's only in English. I, I'm sorry to say, at the moment, the school is is in in English. I do have my book published in French, uh, Le Secret de l'Alchemiste, uh, which is the secret of the alchemist in French so I'm starting to get some interest from from people in France but they they have to speak English as well at, at the moment but um, you yeah, know I'm not the headmaster i'm I'm in a way I am an alchemist for the people who need just uh, someone else to sort of hold their hand at that critical moment that that's really my job is to you know i i kind of understand where you are and i know what the journey takes i know the price that you have to pay and uh, i know the cost and some of the pain and the wounds that you have to face because i've i've been there and together you know other students we we we've got a bit of an alumni really of 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 people who support one another so that's one of the other aspects of it so we we're, we're not alone in, when we take that choice, when we make that move to pursue our, our true well-being, uh, the other great news I have for everybody is that suddenly we will find new friends, we will not find new supporters, and the school is an environment that
2: encourages that. So when you were putting the curriculum together— Yes. How how did the process go? Because, you know, I I would imagine there's a stretch from being a a publisher like you are and working (laughs) with Harper uh, Collins like you did, to coming up with this entire concept, putting it down on paper, looking at it saying, my God, I've done it, and then (laughs) getting your first pupil. Yes, well,
3: we've got lots of pupils now, but yes, there was a first pupil. And, um, well, there were several pupils at the same time. What happened, just chronologically? So um, I published the book, The Alchemist in Australia, jumped forward 27 years. Uh, the decision I made to write my book, I wrote my book. It was published last year. From the very day that my book hit the bookshops and Amazon and elsewhere, people started to contact me. And... People were saying to me, quite simply, "Colin, I, my, I so resonate, I so identify with you and your journey. Um, I, I love the the process that you've offered in your book. Is there any way, you know, I can work with you? Is there any way I can learn more about this?" And so I essentially I took the the key principles from my book, "The Secret of the Alchemist," and I turned them into. Uh, it's five modules, uh, 25 video lessons with notes. Uh, you can work your way through at your own own pace. But what I'm doing in each of those is I'm saying this isn't just theory, guys. What we have to do is read this, listen to this, and then reflect and think about how does this impact my life, in my journey, in my stage right now. Where am I in the journey? The journey is in in alchemy has three distinct stages There's what's called the black phase the white phase and the red phase and these symbolize different processes in our internal process where we identify the parts that need healing the white phase that's in the black phase the white phase is where we call in the power of unconditioned love to perform the healing and then the red phase is where we integrate that into our everyday life and move forward uh, in empower in an empowered way to uh, effect a change in our own personal life, in the lives of those around us, where we're bringing love and light, and that same unconditional love to to other
2: people. When you when you say that you call in that power, basically to to correct or to heal, mm-hmm. does everybody have that power? Mm, yes.
3: Yes. 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 <laughs> Abso- absolutely, Rob. Absolutely. All humans have that power. It, it
2: is what makes us divine. All right. It- I hate to do this again, but we've got this final break. I'm sorry about this, my friend. Colm Holland is our special guest, XO Nation. And if you'd like to find out more about Colm, if you'd like to take his course, here's the uh, website schoolofalchemytransformation.com schoolofalchemytransformation.com and i'll be back on the other side as we wrap up tonight here in the x zone from our broadcast center and studios in crystal beach ontario canada i'll be back don't go away Just one time. Welcome back, everyone. Cole Maholland is our special guest, and the website is schoolofalchemytransformation.com. First of all, my friend, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Always a great pleasure talking to you. And when you look at your school, where do you see it in the future? The
3: School of Alchemy Transformation's ultimate aim is to encourage people to consider their own destiny and um, by destiny. What I mean is not some something that's already written in the Book of Fate <clears throat> and the story of the Alchemist condemns that from uh, in a very early part of the story that light is not our life is not necessarily controlled by fate. In fact, I would say that I agree with Paolo Kader. That That's probably one of the greatest lies uh, in the in, in human thinking. Um, we are the masters of our destiny and we can control the future and we can move forward and we can make, make a choice which is are we going to be a positive um, uh, participant in life and in our life? Are we going to be somebody who leaves a legacy of, of love and of positivity and creativity or, or are we going to be somebody who's just held back Sometimes unwillingly held back by obstacles and weights that that, that really hold us down. You know, the, the metaphor of lead is a really good one because what is lead? It's a really heavy metal, and sometimes that's how it feels in our souls. We are weighed down with that, just that lump of lead which we don't even know what it is and we can't afford. So, the school, the future of the school of alchemy transformation, is to encourage each of us. To find that place, that divine place within ourselves that can be transformed. And the, here's the thing, and this is one of the things you'll discover if you if you do read my book or, or, or you join the school, is that that place of lead, that bit of ourselves that we see as sort of dark and heavy within us, that is our greatest treasure. That is the gold. That is our destiny. That's the power that can drive our destiny. And what we just need to do is to allow love and our own inner self-worth to work its magic on that lump of lead and transform it into our gold. And that's what I see happening every day in the School of Alchemy Transformation. And sometimes people come to me um, and say, uh, you know, come, you know am, am I beyond hope? <laughs> is it too late for me? Um, have I got, you know, I've been doing this for so long now, I just don't know. And I say, no, 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 never, it's never too late. Um, the universe is there, love is there, and it lives within you, and it's just wanting your participation. And it means that the adult you the one who can make decisions, has to collaborate with the inner you, which is sometimes represented as a a child, Uh, that collaboration gives birth to, as the alchemists called it, the philosopher's child, which is this new birth, this new self that can emerge out of that collaboration.
2: Do you think that your school would have been as successful as it is, and I'm sure it's just going to skyrocket, do you think it would have had the same opportunities 20 years ago that it has today?
3: No. Good. That's really good point, Rob. Thank you for making it. No, I don't think it would because I think there is a zeitgeist, those of you who know the meaning of that word, there is a zeitgeist in, in our society at the moment, uh, Western and Eastern, There is a growing uh, thirst and hunger amongst all of us for for personal growth, for personal well-being, for personal transformation. And it's manifested in all kinds of ways. And I'm sure some of your listeners are already practitioners in in various uh, parts of of that process of growth. Um, But I'm just bringing my contribution uh, my discovery, which is the, the, the reality of ancient alchemy and how it can harness the power of unconditional love and how this is what our souls want. I'm not introducing something that is just not part of human evolution. This helps us to evolve as individuals. It will help us to evolve as a species. It will help us to evolve as societies. And it starts with one step with one person and that's you. It's your it's your destiny, it's your contribution. And uh, yeah, I think over the last 20 years there's been a, a, an amazing growth in awareness that this is actually possible.
2: It also, it, it seems at times that what we're talking about has been tried to be taught to societies and to the world by the ancients. It worked and then all of a sudden People stopped thinking. People stopped understanding. People stopped being compassionate. People stopped being loving. And here we have my friend, Colm, who's reigniting that fire. Yeah, yes,
3: yeah, so a good good point. Um, the fire is, is a flame, and like all flames, sometimes it goes dim, mm-hmm. and sometimes it burns brightly, uh, but I genuinely believe the flame is always has always been there. It's part of being human and we have an amazing opportunity, but also an amazing responsibility. Our role in the universe, <clears throat> our role as human beings individually and collectively is to become agents of unconditional love. That is the one unique aspect of being human. Um, the sun can't do it, <laughs> the moon can't do it, nature absorbs it, mm-hmm. but the the channel through which the whole of creation wants to bring love into the world is us. It's me, it's you with all our foibles, with all our failings, with all, all of our issues, with all of our problems, but also with our power to be creative with, with the power of unconditional love. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning, everyone. That's what drives me forward is the knowledge, that knowledge and that hope that together we are progressing. We can transform. We can transform ourselves and we can transform the world around us.
2: Plus, it makes us a better person.
3: Yes. Well, better, better in the sense that we have learned to live with ourselves and that we can act, learn to live and accept other, those around us, yes. If that's what better is, then absolutely, Rob, I agree with that.
2: You know, one of the most awakening sentences I've ever heard many years ago was, if you can't love yourself, no one else will. <laughs> so I think that we need to take responsibility We Mm -hmm. need to understand that we're part of something wonderful called the human race, and that we're all connected. We're not individual units as so many people would like to think we are, but we're part of a collective, part of a group. And I firmly believe that working as a collective and a group, that there is no challenge that the people on this little blue planet cannot surmount.
3: Agree, yes, wholeheartedly, Rob, wholeheartedly. And who knows out there right now, um, there's me with my school of alchemy transformation. What if right now there's somebody out there listening to this who is going to be you know individually a, a major force in helping and encouraging us to do that, and we'll discover them one day and it will be because of your broadcast Rob that they made that commitment to moving their journey so you and and you and your broadcast. Doing have done faithfully. Congratulations over for so many years. Thank you, uh, Encouraging all of us to pursue this with this way of
2: life. Well, once again, I have to give my parents credit because many, many years ago, sitting on the front porch of our home in South Shore, Montreal, looking at the river, and there's a we had a, a train track beside us, and um, my dad said, "You know, son." And I figured oh, this is going to be earth-shattering. Dad's actually talking. He says, you know, son, in life, it's like a tunnel. There's, a, you know, there will always be that light in the, at the end of the tunnel. All you have to do is look for it. And I said to myself, my God, how <laughs> profound. And then he said, but knowing you, in your case, it will be an oncoming train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, Colm, oh, uh, we must say no. so long for tonight, my friend. I do wish you and yours the very best. Continued success. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone.
3: Very much so. Love and blessings to you, Rob. Love and blessings to everyone.
2: Take care, my good friend. Be safe and sound in regards to the family. Thank you. Thank, same to you. All right, X-Zone Nation. What an hour this has been. Inspirational. I've got a funny feeling, and I'm, I'm not a psychic. I've got a funny feeling that some people tonight have had their eyes open, their hearts open, through the four guests that we've had on this show. Thank you for being there, Exo Nation. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. To all my staff here at the Exxon Radio TV show, thank you. To my senior executive producer, my lovely wife and best friend, Laura Rogers, thank you, sweetheart. And to each and every one of you, thank you for allowing us to be in your home, your car, no matter where you're listening to us, on this planet or those above. Good night, everyone.